0: the health detective podcast with roberto parker join strength and conditioning expert roberto parker as he shares his over 35 years of experience in training athletes and helping people achieve their fitness goals now here's your moderator chris whiting with coach roberto
1: All right. Hey, thank you everybody for tuning in once again to the Health Detective Podcast. It is my honor and pleasure, as always, to be here with Roberto Parker, a man who has dedicated his life to helping others find optimal health. And, you know, in our introduction, we talk about you being a strength and conditioning coach, which is true. But as we've learned over the course of the Health Detective Podcast, you dive into things way more than just exercise and strength and conditioning and this week we're going to talk about one of those other things that you delve into and have a lot of expertise in and that is lab results
2: well i get into the holistic aspect Mm -hmm. of lab results i get into what is optimally functional with lab results and that's really what i've gotten into for the past five probably five to eight years now I became certified about uh, oh, probably five or six years ago through a company called Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, which trains you how to read functional lab work from a holistic perspective. And just jumping right into it, the, the problem with traditional labs that you would get from a doctor is that they're too broad. You have... And,
1: and this would be like... You go in for your annual
2: physical, right. and they say, hey, go get this lab work done. Right. You, okay. You're looking at biomarkers as references, and the problem was with labs is that they're too broad, and they're based upon a population in our country that's not very healthy. I mean, obviously, two-thirds of Americans are overweight and or obese. Mm-hmm. And so what these lab revo- results show typically when they're too broad is that you're taking the worst of the best and the best of the worst and so we want to narrow that down because I don't know about you, but when I get my lab results, I want to be compared to the best of the best.
1: I think I uh, aspirationally, that's where I would like to get to where I want to be compared to the best of the best. I think there's part of me right now that's like, OK, well, compare me to the sick people and then I'll feel pretty good about myself. But I, I know that's not going to get me where I want to go. Ultimately. Right. right.
2: You know? Well, I mean, it's all up to the individual, but I. Uh, The thing about labs is that the very lab ranges, for example, if your cholesterol is 220, Mm -hmm. you might say, okay, that's a little bit high. But believe it or not, in certain lab reference ranges, depending upon the lab and the state that you live in, 220 might be running the edge of being within range of, okay, Chris, you're, you're good to go. Whereas another lab or state might say, okay, anything over 210 or 200, Chris, that's pretty bad, man. We, we better get you on some statin drugs. So let's say mine's like 220, 221,
1: whatever it takes. Um, what difference does the, does the state make
2: in that? I have no idea. I don't know how they establish that. Uh, it's... Beyond my parameter, there, you know. Wow. But it varies; it can vary from state to state. It can vary from lab to lab. It all depends. That is why I came across this company years ago that I became certified through, and they base it upon, like I said, a healthy population base. Mm-hmm. And to give you another example, let's take blood pressure. And I, okay. wrote, I wrote some numbers down here. The Joint National Committee is what has established blood pressure. Uh since about 1997 now here's here was the blood pressure numbers for 1997 it was considered 120 over 88 was considered normal for blood pressure
1: 120 over 88 okay Okay. following
2: 2004 it was 115 over 75 oh wow 2014 it was 140 over 90 okay whoa currently it is 130 over 80 who
1: who determines this how how often does it change that's
2: the crazy. joint the joint national committee i don't know what they base their parameters on maybe somebody's out there who knows more than i do but all i know is we talked about this in many past podcasts the body is an adaptive mechanism that will respond to adaptive stresses going on in your life uh-huh. what caused your blood pressure to jump up if you're not drinking enough water your blood pressure will be higher if you're if you're African descent, your blood pressure typically will be higher because Africans typically have a little bit more muscle density through the capillaries, which causes more pressure on the blood, which causes your blood pressure to go up. I did not know that. If wow. you're if you're heavy into weightlifting and athletic training and performance, typically your blood pressure will be higher. If you just stood up from a laying down position and you mm-hmm. stand up rapidly, your blood pressure will be higher. If if you ever go to the doctor and your blood pressure is extremely high, mm-hmm. take about five minutes to do some deep diaphragmatic breathing, and that will possibly lower your blood pressure because you're probably stressed out about being at the doctor's office.
1: Can you define diaphragmatic breathing for
2: breathing our Breathing in, in and out through mm-hmm. your mouth and using the belly to breathe and not necessarily breathing through your nose as much as we're breathing through your breathing through your mouth so
1: your diaphragm if i remember right is like this this muscular wall below the lungs exactly so right. okay yes, so you're yes, using yes. that yeah and i i was at the uh emergency room a few years ago i had sprained my ankle pretty bad and the the nurse took my blood pressure and she's like oh my gosh that is so high that's bad and i've blood pressure has never been an issue for me Mm -hmm. um i said well could it be the pain that i'm in right now and she's like i don't know we're gonna have to ask the doctor and the doctor was like it's probably pain related let's bingo let you chill out a little bit we'll take it again and then it was fine same thing with cholesterol
2: okay If, if you're going through a lot of stressful things in your life physically mentally emotionally socially financially your cholesterol could, could get out of balance also because cholesterol is like a is like a healing agent of the body, and so when your cholesterol is high, maybe there's something going on in your system that we need to target in order to help you to stabilize that cholesterol. And we're going to talk about your lab in a little bit here. I but, know I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. But just because you have high cholesterol doesn't mean that you have a high potentiality for heart disease or stroke. That is so weird because it,
1: it makes sense, and I know we'll get into it a little bit when we talk about me, but it seems like when I go to the doctor, the lab results are just sort of this one-size-fits-all, and I know you said it earlier, you're looking at the the best of the worst and the worst of the best to create that range, right? Um, but I guess what I'm gathering is some of us leave with false ideas about how healthy we really
2: are. Mm-hmm. Um or are not? I suppose you're absolutely right. Yeah, because here's the thing about it. M- modern medicine is great for trauma. Mm-hmm. If you fall out of a tree, if you fall off of a ladder, if you have a car accident, and you need a blood transfusion. Modern medicine is you go to the ER. Mm-hmm. Modern medicine is great for that. What modern medicine lacks, in my opinion a little bit, maybe more than a little bit, is holistic long-term health. Okay. They they focus too much too much on the symptom and not enough on what actually is the dysfunction. They focus on pathology, which is disease based, instead of physiology, which is how the body functions. Every time the body is not functioning properly, there's some sort of an imbalance there that is causing the dysfunction, which is causing your blood pressure to go bonkers, which is calling causing your cholesterol to elevate highly which mm-hmm. can cause heart disease which can cause diabetes which can cause cancer yeah and so biomarkers are great to look at don't get me wrong because I I do it a lot but there's a lot more to it than just treating the lab you have to treat the person who has done the lab because once you see it a lab is a snapshot of time yes okay and once you find what that is now you look for certain patterns of dysfunction it could be a fatty liver. It could be eating too much carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. It could be eating too much dairy. It could be maybe you're stressed out at work. It could be you're not getting enough sleep. All those things are things that can lead to what we call disease patterns or symptomatic patterns. And so right. that's what we need to target. What I do in my business, I try, I'm i not a doctor. Mm-hmm. I would never try to treat a disease. Right. I, look, I look at what is dysfunctional with the person. And that's what needs to be targeted.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. So if someone has labs done by a doctor, are there particular things that you think they should really pay attention to? Or or are they going to get what they need from those labs that the doctor sends them uh, to
2: do? The lab work is, is good to look at, like I said. But the, one of the main things, a few things that I, that I look at, I look at their blood glucose. Okay. Because most Americans' blood sugar glucose is way too high and that's from eating too much processed foods too much grain too much dairy too much sugar way too high i look at a1c i look at triglycerides i look at uric acid if your uric acid is extremely high Mm -hmm. that means that chances are that you're not alkaline enough okay which means that you could be uh, a prime candidate for all kinds of things cancer osteoporosis so
1: I had a uric acid kidney stone years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, they said my acid was too high, and they gave me a list of stuff to eat and not eat. And right.
2: It, it all varies. In fact, mm. uric acid can also be elevated by consuming too much red meat. Oh, okay? boy. So, but everybody's different, like I said. So, everything I'm saying here today, don't take it as generality necessarily that, okay, I just said red meat. Can affect uric acid. does that mean i shouldn't eat red meat anymore no it doesn't mean that mm-hmm. it means that maybe your body's not processing that meat like it should maybe your body's not processing the amount of carbs that you're consuming yeah okay that's the issue because as we age our bodies change and digestion is another good topic we can do in the future in fact uh i was going to talk about maybe doing that next time we do our podcast oh, here, okay a couple, in a couple weeks here but if your body is not breaking down foods like it should That means that those things are becoming toxic in your body, which can lead to stressing the body which can lead to uh, too much debris in the body which can lead to things like cancer like alzheimer's like parkinson's those type of things like multiple sclerosis all those autoimmune disorders because now your gut gets out of whack and when your gut gets out of whack your brain gets out of whack when your brain gets out of whack your nervous system gets out of whack when your nervous system gets out of whack your immune system goes to crap when that goes to crap boom
1: so let me ask you this this is this uh is interesting to me you know, you've said multiple times on this podcast, we get healthy from the belly button out. Now, I have taken that to mean from our core muscles out, but you mentioned gut health, yes. like starting right. this domino effect. So right, right. when you say healthy from the belly button out, are you re- referring to the inside of the gut? Yes, as I'm, well? I'm
2: referring to not just the abdominal wall, but also the stomach, the small intestines, the, long, the large intestines. Because most, uh, most di- in fact, all of digestion takes part in the small intestines because there's three compartments in your small intestines that help to digest food it's your duodenum mm-hmm. it's your jejunum uh, and your uh, ileum those three areas of the small intestine help to break down protein fats and carbohydrates but they're all separate compartments so compartment 1 compartment 2 compartment 3 mm-hmm. if those three compartments are not doing their job now you have a toxic body uh-huh. and so now that goes to the large intestines and the large intestines is what is responsible for elimination, pooping. Yeah. Oh, okay. gotcha. okay. If, if that's not going well, you you got some serious stuff going on in there. Uh, you're building up a toxic waste dump. Yeah. Now, you build up the toxic waste dump, guess what happens? That's opening the door to all kinds of problems.
1: So it's going to get in your system, and then we we move on to the things like we've talked about before, like inflammation that happens as a result. Then that leads to disease process
2: and all kinds of bad stuff. The body is really simple we just make it so damn complicated oh god i feel like that's a tweetable
1: moment from the health detective podcast right there, there that's go. good stuff yeah the
2: body is simple but we make it so damn complicated and we absolutely do now let me talk a little bit more about lab work yeah yeah what is normal is not necessarily healthy okay or not common i should say you've got to look at the optimal range Mm -hmm. of the best of the best now the thing about the functional diagnostic nutrition program they have done that they have taken a subset of the population that they considered extremely healthy and that's what they're comparing these optimal ranges to Mm -hmm. okay so you might be a little bit on the outside of that maybe still function look you can still function and be unhealthy I mean, it's like a person who gets their arm amputated. If you get your arm amputated, you can still function. Ideally, you don't want to have just one arm. Uh, Right. Who who does? Yeah. But you can still function. Gotcha. It's it's good adaptations or bad adaptations. Uh You can adapt in a good way or a bad way. So that's kind of the, you know, the whole crux of what I want to talk about here. And the goal should be to target dysfunction from a physiological perspective and not necessarily just the disease process based on pathology.
1: I I like that. And I actually, and, you know, spoiler alert for our next podcast, but we're going to go through some of my lab results because I did this with you. So you you sent me to get lab results done because when I looked at my lab results for my doctor, I was high in a couple of areas. Most areas I was within the normal range. But what you're saying is that normal isn't necessarily healthy. Exactly. Um, Because we look at the population sample that we have, and we're not, there's not a lot of horribly healthy people. There's not. In the
2: United States right now. Yeah. So. Isn't that sad? It's very sad. That's why we have such a health care issue in this country today. And I don't want to get into politics here, but I think if more people became educated about their bodies. Mm Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to the level of uh, of uh, being a medical doctor or something like that, but just yeah. became more educated about their bodies, we'd have a lot less issues. Oh, I'm sure we would. A lot less disease. Healthcare costs would go down. It, it all
1: makes sense. So, if someone is interested in talking to you and getting more um, functional labs done as opposed to just the snapshot that the doctor does and really diving deep, yeah, absolutely. How how do they do that?
2: Contact me at 816-405-7703. Uh, email is sports at yahoo.com. I also can work with you virtually via the internet with this modern technology we mm-hmm. have today. It's amazing. So I can work with you that way. In fact, I, I work with a young lady out in Los Angeles, California. We, we meet via Facebook uh, camera. What do you call that? uh live. Facebook, facebook live facebook live we do yeah. that we do that for uh 30 minutes uh a month oh nice and we go over her lab work we get over we go over her workout uh, mm-hmm. exercises her routine and that's what i do she lives all the way out in california so it's possible it's doable That's awesome. So really, you don't
1: have to be in the Metro Casey area to take advantage of Roberto. You can be anywhere that you have access to the World Wide Web. Absolutely. Okay. Well, this has been interesting. Um, I've learned a lot personally recently. We're going to dive into that into the next podcast. Any parting words, Roberto?
2: Eat right, sleep right, train right, live right, do right. All right. You guys (laughs) heard it here first.
1: We'll talk to you next time on the Health Detective Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the Health Detective Podcast with Roberto Parker. You can contact Roberto at 816 405 7703 or by email at rwpsports at yahoo.com with any comment or question you may have. Join us next time for the Health Detective Podcast with Roberto Parker. The Health Detective Podcast with Roberto Parker has been a KCTK production produced by Roberto Parker, Chris Whiting, and Paul Lavota. All rights reserved. For more information and content, email us at kctkradio at gmail.com.